the shadows and into the light. It's TSL Sports Talk on Shadow League Radio. Holding it down, as always, is your boy, Mark Gray. Great to have you along for the ride. It's another edition of TSL Sports Talk on Shadow League Radio as we proceed to give you what you need and touch all the bases of what's going on in a pretty busy sports world. Your boy Mark Gray in the house as always. Remember, hit us up at TSL Sports Talk at theshadowleague.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Shadow League TSL and TSL Sports Talk. I'm, as always, Mark with a K, Gray with an A at The Sports Groove. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all your social media spots. So wherever you get your social media groove on, we are there. We are pleased, honored, and privileged to be joined by the remix of the DMA of the NBA, who is now the DA of DC Sports as the man in charge of the Athletic, who covers a heck of a beat that is now the nation's capital. But we're going to go big picture with our homie, David Aldridge, checks in. DA, do you miss being on the NBA beat all the time, or is it cool to just be at home? Uh, Mr. People, uh, Mr. Mr. Crew, uh, folks that uh, we went out with every week during the season and the folks down in Atlanta that did a great job in the studio. It was a great place to be, a great place to work, and uh, I love those guys. I love them forever. Um, but I don't miss traveling. I'm gonna be honest with you. Mark. I don't miss being in airports and hotels every every week or every other week, or you know, for two months straight during the playoffs. And uh, I don't miss that. Um, having a chance to be at home has been pretty cool. So I'm uh, I'm excited about that, and it continues to be. Uh, Real rewarding to be here. Well, it's good to catch up with you, my friend. And I just want to start a little locally before we go nationally because, you know, when you watch what has happened to the beloved Burgundy and Gold, the pro football franchise in the District of Columbia, um, it's, like, unbelievable how the image of a once proud franchise has been tarnished. And one of your colleagues from back in the day, uh, Rick Snyder once told me that, you know, he had just given in and said, as long as the owner continues to be the owner and he's going to be the owner for the rest of our lives, um, that it, it's going to be an embarrassing franchise to watch. And, you know, you, you're familiar with the area. You know what that franchise has meant to people around here. Just how, um, I mean, do you find yourself almost um, in a position where by covering it, it's almost embarrassing to be associated with what it's now become from where it was back in the day? Well, I mean, I, I'm not embarrassed by it. I mean, you know, you you have to cover the team. Um, the team is the team. If they're good, you you praise them. If they're bad, you you rip them. That's that's what we do. So, no, I mean, I don't look at it as as like a civic slight, Mark. I mean, you know, the, the you, uh, I think everybody understands what they have, what the team has meant historically to the to the city and to the people in the city but you know they gotta they gotta sink or swim on their own you know they gotta they gotta do the things that other successful franchises do and you can't feel um i don't feel like 
a fan or, you know, have, or feel like I should have pity on them or something like that. And, you know, they, they got to earn your respect. They got to earn your, your fandom. You know, you got to earn your, your, um, appreciation and your support and all those things. So that's what I think about when I cover this team is that I think about the people that come out of pocket to go watch that team play every week, you know, that the, the, the right. pay money to go to the stadium that, that take, you know, everything out of their day, out of their Sunday to support the team, that wear the gear. You know, I always think about when I was a kid getting on the bus and seeing the bus driver having a, a, a scarf on or a hat on or a jacket on with the team on it, you know, logo on it. And, I, you know, I know what it means to people in this town. And so that's what I think about when I think about how, how they've been performing of late. And that's what – disappoints me because so many people are invested emotionally in that team and it's them that are getting the short end of the stick and aren't, and aren't being served well um, through their uh, the money that they spend, the time that they spend. Um, they're not getting what they have put into that franchise. And and it's, it's, it's a sad commentary on the state of affairs around here when they've fallen to the point where the uh, comparisons uh, with the Browns are. I mean, I mean yeah, did you ever right. think you'd love to see the day that they would be compared to the Browns or people saying, well, you know, the Browns are a better position than the Burgundy and Gold. That's kind of crazy yeah. to me. It is. It it's is. Bananas. And it's sad. Yeah, it's sad that, you know, you would, you know, it used to be 31 teams in the Browns and now it's 31 teams in the Redskins, you know, so it's just, <laughs> it's just awful, you know, I mean, it's just awful. Um, and, and the amount again, of admonishment you catch, man, if you're traveling, it's just like, oh, you know, I don't know why you're approaching me. Yeah. Uh, it, it's crazy. It's like that, that embarrassing cousin that you only see at the reunion. And you're like, hey, good to see you. And you just try to slide away from him. I'm only saying that because I heard it from a friend. Anyway, David Aldridge joins us from the Athletic in D.C. as we continue TSL Sports Talk on Shadow League Radio. Big picture NFL. A lot was made by this week. Uh, not only the call, and we shall leave it at that, but the really absence of comment by the NFL commissioner. Uh, do you think he should have had some kind of formal statement at the very least, if not to say just that we goofed or – um, did he play close to the vest? Because it seems like this thing could escalate next week, D.A. And when they have that, you know, that fracas at the Super Bowl called Media Day, and then he has to address it, you know, it could be, you know, he just, to me, I just don't think he did a good job getting out in front of it. What say you? Uh, I agree with you, Mark. I mean, I just think it's been ridiculous the way the, the league, you know, it's how they – tend to handle things they don't want to deal with. They tend to, like, ignore them, hope they go away, hope the subject changes, and then reluctantly at some later date they'll address it. So I'm sure he, he he's probably thinking, you know, I'll handle it at the at the news conference he has during Super Bowl week. Um, but you're right. I mean, this could have been handled within 48 hours. If you come out, you know, Sunday night and you say, you know what, we looked at the tape, we blew it. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. And most people are, are, are reasonable people, and they'll accept that, you know, except for Saints fans who are justifiably angry, and I get that. Um, you know, um, but 
most people are going to be well, well accepted if you say I messed up. You know, that's all. I think that's all right. people wanted to hear was the league said that they messed up. You know, we blew the call. The officials blew the call. They should have thrown the flag. Um, we are not replaying the game. We're not going to do that. But we acknowledge that, that we missed a call and a critical point, you know. And that's all you had to do. But they, in their arrogance, they refused to do that and refused to to act like anything wrong has ever happened with regard to their league. And and they get admonished for it, you know. And that's part of the, the problem that I think the NFL has is that they just seem to be incredibly tone deaf um, on things like this and issues like this. And if they had just handled it the right way, it wouldn't have been that big a deal to me outside of New Orleans. But they've made it into a national thing by refusing to even talk about it. I want to get your thoughts on the hiring practices that are going on in the league right now. Uh, when you see a guy like Cliff Kingsbury, who's below 500, and gets a job with the Arizona Cardinals. And I thought it was funny because Colin Cowell used the term the, the coaching situation in the NFC West, which includes Sean uh, McVay, the wonder kid who's taking the uh, Rams to the Super Bowl. Um, he called him the Rat Pack. You know, there's young, good-looking, white uh, yeah. coaches who are 30-somethings and – you know, guys are getting hired because they look a certain way. And then you flip to the other side and you look at, you know, coaches with two Super Bowl trips and a championships uh, like Mike Tomlin, who's, uh, you know, under some fire. Granted, he may have lost his team. And, and, and you only see like maybe one minority candidate hire and none in the front offices. Is the NFL losing – um, it's battle with diversity, in your opinion? Well, yeah. I mean, not, I never thought they were all that interested in the battle. They wouldn't have a Rooney rule if they were interested in the battle. They were kind of shamed into into trying to be diverse. Um, and they've, you know, made some overtures over the years. But when it, when it comes to – when push comes to shove, Mark, it, they go right back to the same thing. You know, a token interview with one candidate that – nobody even knows about because nobody takes it seriously, you know, and then they hire who they want to hire, you know, and it's been that way for years and it continues to be that way and nothing's changed. And I don't expect anything to change uh, with regard to the NFL. Uh, you, you know, the, the but it seems like they're to, taking a giant step backward where just about everybody else, even baseball is creating inner city initiatives, you know, with Tony Clark and Jeff mm -hmm. Hammonds and the Bo, uh, Bo Porter to, to stimulate interest amongst minorities. They created the RBI program, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. NFL is like, long as you buy Madden, we really don't seem to care, huh? Well, as I said, Mark, they have never done anything voluntarily with regard to <laughs> diversity. They have had to be shamed into it. They had to be shamed into into enacting the Rooney Rule, and the fact that Art Rooney is no longer you know around to kind of advocate that position and be the kind of strong owner level person to say, "Hey, we got to do better." That's why it's called the Rooney Rule, because he was the guy that, that pushed for it. 
you know. Right. And so that's no longer the case. And so that so I've never expected the NFL to be on a on an upward trajectory with regard to this. You know, I think it 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 takes you know uh, kind of public attention to be paid to it. Um, but again, if you look at the reaction they had, they had to Kaepernick, you wouldn't be surprised by this at all. I mean, I'm not surprised by this at all. Um, this is what they've been doing for a long time. They had a brief period where they were really trying to seem to reach out. But, you know, we see this in, in a lot of different sports, including the NBA and, and other sports where, you know, the X player kind of has a, a period where they're in vogue. And they are, and they get more jobs than they usually do, and they get more opportunities than they usually do. But then, after a fashion, after a few years, they go right back to the same old practices of, you know, college coach, or we're going to bring in this assistant coach because he believes in analytics and all this sort of thing, you know. So, um, you know, that's that that doesn't that's not changing anytime soon, especially with regards to pro football. To me, I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. It just seems like they've taken two steps backward. That's what's most troubling to me, and nobody's really up in arms about it, but that that league's got uh, some serious questions. Uh, Take you back to basketball for a second. It's almost like Mm -hmm. football playing out the way Mark Cuban said it would. Remember, uh, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Correct. Uh, NFL seems to be doing it to themselves in many regards, eh? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. All right, David yeah, Aldridge is with us. We rock on the athletic. What'd you say, bro? Oh, I just said I agree. I agree. I mean, oh, okay. I think it's just um, what happens with with very, 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 very rich men. <laughs> they tend, well, they tend to not do things in the public interest. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it that way. <laughs> in a specific segment of the pub, uh, public's interest, right. people who buy hats to say "Make America Great Again," but I digress. You got it. You um, understand? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Mama didn't raise no dummy. Um, <laughs> I got to jump off into the NBA for a hot second, and I wanted to get your thoughts, uh, certainly with Golden State, and on paper right now, strictly on paper, Mm -hmm. bro. All right. Right. Yeah, Boogie Cousins to the middle of what they already have on the perimeter. And if healthy and playing at 90%, is there Mm -hmm. any way they don't win a championship? Well, no, I mean, I'm not going. I'm not going gift it to them because you still got to go out there and perform. You don't know about injuries and things like that, as, as you mentioned. But you know, I agree with you, Mark. I don't. I don't really see a team that I just say just point blank. Oh, that you know, they're going to have they're going to have a tough time with that team. You know, I think Houston. You know, I think Houston's taking a step back. Um, you know, the 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 reason why they were so uh, dangerous last year was I thought defensively they had become an elite team. I don't think they're an elite defensive team this year. Now during a regular season it doesn't matter because Harden's gotten the ball in his hands every possession. And and you know, Chris Paul is hurt. I grant you that. Um so but Harden can, can do what he wants and he scores as many points as he wants. I just think things change in the playoffs. Um when you're playing against defenses that know what they're doing and they tell and they and they have game plans to take you out of the attack. Um, 
they're going to need other people to make shots. And we saw what happened last year in Game 7 when they had to have other people make shots. <laughs> Nobody made any they shots. They didn't make any shots. <laughs> no, they won't miss no, They won't miss 26 or 27, whatever it was. They won't miss that many threes in a row. But but I, I just don't think Houston we'll, – we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. I just don't think that group can beat Golden State's group, and especially when you consider – that you know, nobody talks about the fact that Iguodala was hurt during that series and didn't play the last four games, which was a major, you know, disadvantage for Golden State. And now you add Cousins. I mean, that's just that just seems almost unfair. You know, I mean, it gives it does Golden <laughs> it gives Golden State uh, an element that they have never had during the whole era of Curry and Thompson and the Splash Brothers. They have never had a, a big man they could throw the ball to. And they have a big man they can throw the ball to now, and he can be quite effective. You know, and I, you know, I just don't see that's just an awful lot of weapons. It's just I just don't know how you stop them. You know, and they're not they're not great defensively right now, but we've seen this group be great defensively, and so I would assume that they can ratchet it up a notch or two and will ratchet it up a notch or two when it comes to the playoffs. So that's why I just think that, yeah, I mean, I, I think there will be competitive series. I think Houston can give them a series. I think, um, you know, Denver would be fun. I just don't know how you can pick a team that has never done it before. You know, this group, other than Paul Millsap, really in a whole lot of playoff experience there. So um, I don't know how you – would pick them to beat Golden State four times. So we'll see. We'll see. But I think Golden State would certainly be the favorite. So in this era where we have dominant dynasty teams, New England in football, and we just have to deal with it now. I've I've succumbed. All right. Mm-hmm. Best run of championship-level dominance I've seen in any league in my lifetime has been what the Patriots done for damn near 20 years, D.A. That's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous what they've done. And then you've got Golden State, who's a next-generation type dynasty. Uh, where do we mm-hmm. fall on the dynasties these days? Um, you know, a lot of people are – Sick of the Patriots, you're sick of Alabama, Clemson, you're getting tired of Golden State coming into the season as the projected world champion of professional basketball. Is mm-hmm. is that level of dominance by a couple of teams good for sports and this um, microwave fan generation that we now live in? Do you think that they appreciate the history of the moment like we seem to have done when we knew we were watching something special with the Steelers and the Lakers and the Celtics of the 80s. Uh, you know, does the one like flash in the pan, has, has generational crossover changed the landscape of how we perceive uh, this level of greatness that we're watching right now that a lot of people seem to be getting tired of? Well, I mean, honestly, Mark, I don't care. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I think that you know. Um, but aren't they like the readers I, I, that we're trying and 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 the people that we trying to? If if they tune out, then where do we go? I, you know, Mark. I mean, I can't I can't make people 
care about sports, but I think the track record is that they they do care about sports, and they can say that they're right. bored, and they can say that all this, that, and the third. The, num- the, the ratings show you otherwise. <laughs> okay, if the ratings for the Super Bowl are off forty percent next Sunday, I'll 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 I will issue a correction. <laughs> you know, but I don't think they will be. Um, the finals ratings last year were everybody said, oh, we're so tired of Golden State and Cleveland, and we don't want to watch it anymore, and the ratings were off just a little bit. They weren't off all that much and they were off because it was a sweep if it had been a five, six or seven game series they wouldn't have been off um so i think that i i understand it but number one there's nothing i can do about it number two i love dynasties i think dynasties are great in all sports i think it's i think it's what you want to have uh targets to shoot at you want to have standards that you want to Breach, I just did a piece in the Athletic this morning about Golden State because they were obviously in D.C. last night. And I just did a, I did a piece on how, you know, Golden State was a joke for 20 years as a franchise. Yes. I mean, for two decades, it was a joke. It was one of the worst teams in the league, one of the worst-run franchises in the league. And what happened when they got an owner who said, no, we're not going to be like that anymore. We, we, we are going to demand excellence at all levels. You know, and they got had some luck, no doubt, no question. They got some luck. Um, but they also put together an organization that demanded excellence and has produced it as a result. And so you can't do this. It's not undoable, you know. So um, I, I love to see – I love teams that do that in every sport – I, I mean, whatever you, I, whatever people think of Tom Brady or Bill Belichick, beat them then. If y'all hate them so much and you think they're so bad for football, put a team together that can beat them. Because every year I look at the AFC Championship game, they're in it. <laughs> so, every year. So come, up, so, come up with, so come up with a team that can beat them. And until you do, shut up. You know, so and, and to, you know ahead, to your point, Rob Kraft, Robert Kraft, that is, uh, yeah. 25 years ago this year, bought the Patriots, and I right. think the last 18, they played in half of the Super Bowl. So to your point, if you have somebody who demands it at the top, um, yeah. that that that's where the vision has to start. I mean, you hit the nail right on the head, man. It's, it, it, it's amazing to watch how owners dictate how – Chips fall in place on the road to a championship. It's crazy, but true. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you speaking know, of the Super Bowl, who you got? Yeah. Is there any way the Rams win? I mean, you know, again, I can't. It's hard for me to pick against Hoodie, man. Hoodie is uh, <laughs> right. You know, he seems to, with two weeks, especially to prepare. You know, I know one thing. He's going to find out what the most important thing the Rams do, and he's going to take it away from them. <laughs> and he's also do. and he's also going to have his team in position so that no matter what situation comes up they're ready for it mm-hmm. I mean the, the, yeah. the situational excellence of that dude as a coach is absolutely crazy I had a conversation with Lamont Jordan about that and mm-hmm. it was it was you know, like listening. Anybody who's played for that guy has an awe for him. But is there yeah. anybody? Is there anybody in the NBA that does as good a job at preparing his team for every situation? I used to think that. I guess what Larry Brown, maybe Pop. 
Greg Popovich, yeah, that are, is? Yeah, no, I would say those two are, are on the short list, yeah. <laughs> Teams that of guys that really do know. Rick Carlisle, I think, is an excellent coach. He seems to have a way and, and figure out a way to compete, you know, with whatever talent he has, which I think is the epitome of a good coach is taking whatever talent he or she has and, and – putting them in a position to win a game, whatever the game is on the, you know, whatever the sport is. And so um, at the end of a game, it's obviously the talent of the player, the, the character of the player, the drive, the heart, the toughness, all those things that, that have nothing to do with coaching. But the coaches are the people that put the players in a position to win the game at the end, in the fourth quarter, in the ninth inning, whatever it is. Um, and he's just, you know, I think Pop is the one guy to me <clears throat> that always puts his team in a position to win a game, um, to be in position to win a, a, a playoff game or whatever type of game, whatever regular season or whatever. Um, they don't always win it, but they've been in position to win it. So, yeah, I would say that. But, yeah, that's what I'm talking about with, with Belichick is that you, you, made it, you said it exactly right. It doesn't matter what you do. He will counter it with something to beat you. You know, so if you play seven DBs like San Diego did, he went. He would go, "Cool, we're gonna run the ball fifty six times." <laughs> right. You know, if you try to blitz, if you try to blitz them, he'll go, "Cool, we're gonna throw the ball over the top." And I got the guy to put it right in the bucket. You know, so, yeah. so they do whatever is necessary to win a game that day, and um, that's why I got to pick him and his crew because I just think whatever it is, like I said, whatever the Rams hold near and dear, like this is the essence of what we do as a football team offensively. He's, taking it he's, away. Going, to take it away. he's going to take it away from them and make them do something else to beat them. Now, they may do that because the Giants did do that, but it's rare. <laughs> it's rare. He's going to take it away at least for three quarters and hopefully he can come uh, uh, hold on or Brady yeah. bails him out. Mm-hmm. And a pretty, yeah, yeah. And pretty good, good recipe. You know, I, uh, so exactly. you you think blowout or close game? Oh, no, I don't think it's a blowout. I think somebody else, this is not my stat, somebody else said this, maybe was it Roma maybe during the AFC Championship game, that they've, all the Super Bowls that they've been in have been close games. All yeah, they've been, like, they all, all, all know, of them have. They have, not, they have not routed anybody. Now, I think part of that is because they will play ball control if he feels like that's the way to win a game. And when you run the ball a lot or you throw short passes like they tend to do, you know, you, there aren't that many possessions in a game because you tend to, you know, control the clock a lot more. And so the games probably are tighter in that regard. So, no, I don't expect the ball because I do think the Rams will make plays against them. I don't think they're going to get shut out or anything like that. But I just think, again, at the end of the game, if it's tight and it's the fourth quarter and 12 comes on the field, yeah, right. Bro, it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> you know? So, we it, see that. I mean, it really is, man. Movie. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's kind of like, it's it's really back like watching Jordan again, you know? You're like, all right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. last three minutes yeah. to go stop him. And right. nobody ever did. So, nobody I, I, I just hope I just hope it's a game that's close enough to keep the audience. You know. I think it will be. Yeah, I think it will be. Like I said, they, they've been close for the most part, and I think that's what they're going to be close again. But I, I think the, the Patriots will win at the end. You looking forward to seeing Maroon 5? 
405. What is that? Halftime. <laughs> oh, I got it. Is that who it sounds like? Doesn't it sound like a package for for an offensive series? Yeah, <laughs> you know no, what I'm, I'm saying. Not, yeah, that will be a great time to uh, to see what else uh, we got in the oven and what else. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we got, re- we refreshments got will be served. <laughs> Grab another. So let me really coach you up on what's going on at halftime. Are you familiar with Travis Scott? I mean, I know the names, but again, these are not people that I'm going to watch, Mark. These are not, those, Neither those my side, not, they're not, not for me. For me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I, you know, like I said, you know, spirited beverages consumed responsibly exactly. and refreshments. That will be a Make great sure time for me to do that. That's all. Make sure everybody's exactly. That's, <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? And deal with the fact that the Patriots are going to add to the dynasty once again. The incomparable David Aldridge, ladies and gentlemen, star of the Athletic in Washington, D.C. Give us a quick uh, Cliff Notes version of what you guys are doing because if you uh, subscribe, it is simply off the chain, right? Well, man, I think we, you know, for what what you pay, you know, and it depends on the the package you got, but the, you know, the the most you're going to pay is five dollars a month, and so as I say often, that's one less smoke a latte per month. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'm asking you to do. <laughs> one less smoke a latte per month, <laughs> and you get. You get not only the coverage of all the D.C. sports, all the all the pro teams, all the college basketball teams, um, all, you know Maryland, Georgetown, all, UVA, Virginia Tech, but you get the coverage of all the teams in all the cities we are in across the U.S. and Canada. We're in 47 cities in the United States and Canada. Um, so if you are a Philadelphia sports fan, you want to read about the Eagles, you pay your $5 a month. You can read all the Philly sports news. You can read all the D.C. sports news. You can read all the New York sports news. You can read, you know, whatever you want to do. If you're, if you're, uh, if you're from New York but you're a fan of, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates, you can read about the Pirates, you know. So it, it, whatever, whatever of the sports you want to cover – we have them, and we also have the long-form feature stories that, that some of the best writing that's out there now. Um, and we have the the national writers in each of the pro sports and in college football and college basketball. So you'll get, you know, myself on the NBA, Sam Amick on the NBA, uh, Michael Lee on the NBA. Um, you get Jay Glazer on the NFL, Kenny Rosenthal on, on baseball. You know, uh, we just we got it covered, man. So um, get your five dollars a month in; it'd be worth it. Yeah, and get your popcorn ready because that's an all-star lineup. Da, we miss you on NBA TV, but we're glad that you're still holding it down in a place that we can all reach you. So check David Aldridge out at the Athletic. Um, give me those Twitter handles right quick. Uh, you know any of that uh, stuff? Uh, you know, yeah, you, you have to. My, yeah, my mine is uh, David David Aldridge, DC. Very simple. Uh, you got you got the Athletic DC, one word, T H E A T H L E T S C DC, and then you know our main uh, our main Twitter follow, handle is the Athletic uh, dot com or at the Athletic. So. 
Um, right. So that's that. So next time I talk to you, you'll be better with your social media handles, right? I mean, you are straight digital <laughs> now, bro. I mean, you gotta yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta speak social media. <laughs> no, we got it. We got David Aldis, DC, like I just said. You know. Okay, mm-hmm. I, 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 I know. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to yeah. coach you up, man. I, 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 I'm okay. the bridge between you and the millennials. Oh, Presently, so. Uh, I appreciate it, Mark. Thank you, man. (laughs) Ain't no worries. That's what I do. Hey, remember, check him out at David Aldridge, D.C., at The Athletic as well. D.A., thanks for the knowledge, my friend. We always appreciate you. We look forward to bringing you back real soon. All right, Mark. Peace, man. Thank you. That's going to close the book on this edition of TSL Sports Talk on Shadow League Radio. Your executive producer, as always, Yusuf Khan. Special thanks to the incomparable David Aldridge of The Athletic. Also, remember, you can find us at TSL Sports Talk at theshadowleague.com for any comments. You can also hit up on, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Shadow League TSL and TSL Sports Talk. I'm Mark Gray, Mark with a K, Gray with an A, at The Sports Groove. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Don't forget, check out me and Jay Walker with the Gimme 5 show on all those social media platforms. Till next week, it's your boy, Mark Gray, and I am out. Out of the shadows and into the light, it's TSL Sports Talk on Shadow League Radio. Holding it down, as always, is your boy, Mark Gray. Remember, you can always find us on Twitter at TSL Sports Talk or Shadow League TSL.